traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, dark territory. I know she's not deaf or dumb or retarded or anything. Ordering in Wonderland, the Twilight Zone review. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I don't know what I want. Well, suppose you tell me the occasion and for whom it's intended and uh, leave it up to me. Well, it's, it's got to be something very special. <laughs> yes. Um, a um, personal gift, sir? Oh, not, not too personal, no. You see, there's this uh, girl at my office and she's, she's, she's like a goddess. And I, I wouldn't want her to think that I was implying. <laughs> I understand, sir. <clears throat> oh, I have it. It's ideal, it's perfect, it's marvelous. It's romantic, uh, but not forward, and yet uh, on team, in a subtle sort of way, of course. <laughs> Voila. That, that old... This magnificent old antique, a truly distinguished antique, fit for a goddess, a continual reminder of your, your good taste, your individuality, your, your flair for romance. A note the tarnished metal. It testifies to his true authenticity, and only $20. <laughs> Here, put this in a gift box for a most discriminating gentleman. Uh, thank you, sir. And I trust that you will allow me to serve you again when it comes time for the uh, <laughs> engagement present. Meet Mr. George P. Hanley, a man life treats without deference, honor, or success. Waiters serve his soup cold, elevator operators close doors in his face. Mothers never bother to wait up for the daughters he dates. George is a creature of humble habits and tame dreams. He's an ordinary man, Mr. Hanley, but at this moment, the accidental possessor of a very special gift, the kind of gift that measures men against their dreams, the kind of gift most of us might ask for first and possibly regret to the last. If we, like Mr. George P. Hanley, were about to plunge headfirst and unaware into our own personal twilight zone. Hey, Frank Links, I love that line about mothers not bothering to stay up late when he takes their daughters out. I love that. <laughs> like, the, like this guy is such a loser. Like, even if he takes my daughter out, I know nothing's going to happen. <laughs> He's such a loser. I thought you'd pick up what I was doing there. I'm Phoenix West. I'm Frank Links. They know that because they said it. Oh. So I thought I was trying to do everything conversationally. Frank, can you believe it's episode 148 for I Dream of Genie, episode 412 of the Twilight Zone? Can you believe that? Isn't it? I just bring it up casually. Isn't that weird? I don't like it. That felt weird. I don't know what you're talking about. What? 148? Uh, I tried something. It didn't work. It didn't, uh, it didn't work at all. Is, did, 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 did that, is it because of me? No, I just I was like I'm gonna do it conversationally. I know it wasn't gonna work, and here we are, and it didn't work more than I thought it wasn't gonna work. <laughs> Whatever you tried, you failed. I said that. Thank you, <laughs> Dick. I know. So anyway, um, let's get back on track. So, um, yeah, this episode is, is something special, something real special. Yeah, <sighs> it's much better. I liked it better than the parallel in, in some parts. I liked it better because it flowed as an episode, and I didn't feel like I was watching a man talk to his his wife for forty minutes. I had enough going on. the The main actor was decent. Yeah, I'll give him that. He, the different situations that that, that they put him in, I, I I felt as though he played them. Well enough. Yeah, let's get let's get into that in a minute here. Let's set up what the episode is. Um, guy goes in as we heard. Oh, for, before we even start playing that clip, there the guy gets a shipment in. One of them is that genie lamp, and he's like, "I'll pass this off to the next sucker." <laughs> Immediately, the guy comes in the sucker and then sells it to him like right away. And what are the chances? <laughs> our main character George Hanley, and he takes it home. Or he takes it to work, and he's going to give it to this fucking slutty girl at the office that everyone's banging, apparently. 
She is a whore. Yeah, and then his his uh you know quote friend at work is banging her, taking his job, blah blah blah. And he doesn't get a chance to give it to her, so he takes it home instead. And a genie comes out, and it's the whitest fucking genie you've ever seen in your life. And yeah, he's he, only in one scene. Genie's <laughs> only in one scene. I I it's it's literally I have two recordings here. The one recording is of him. And I think the last one is of the genie. Yeah, yeah. Do it, I, do it up. All right, because it, it's the only, literally the only really redeemable part of this episode. Who, who, who are you expecting? Who, who? I'm the genie of the lamp. That's who. Aladdin, magic, the whole bit. G- genie. G- genie. Yeah. You, you, you don't look like a genie. Well, what difference does the wardrobe make? The routine's the same. Because you're white. You see, a couple thousand years ago, I used to wear those crazy silk balloon long johns with the with the wild turban. Yeah, but let me tell you something, Jack. George. Uh, Jack, George, as long as you're healthy. Today, we dress like the times, uh, except for these velveteen muckalucks. Muckalucks? Mm. Genie. If, if you are the genie, then I must be the master of the lamp. Big deal. Master of the lamp. All right, you got yourself a free wish. There's supposed to be three wishes. Ah, there's the rub. There used to be three wishes. But let me tell you something, Jack. George? You don't want to change your name, huh? Uh, the scene used to include three wishes, but the recipients were abusing the privilege, so we had to cut down. So, uh, give it a little thought. Give me a call. Or do me a favor, will you? Sleep on it? Sleep on it? Yeah. You know the routine. Once you make the wish, that's what you have to live with. He talks like a mobster in a Scorsese movie. You get one fucking wish. Don't fuck it up, all right? Don't fuck it up. <laughs> you call me when you need me, not a moment sooner. Don't fuck us up. On this, the day of my daughter's wedding, you get to ask me one wish. You might You're doing the, but, but, but you want to sleep on it first. I'm going Scorsese. You're going Godfather? All right. <laughs> I, I, I had nothing with Scorsese, so I went there. <laughs> you just swear a bunch. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, you can be one fucking wish, but you better fucking make a fucking count. Hey, with a fucking payphone. Um, <laughs> I'm not a fucking rat, okay? My favorite thing in Goodfellas is a whore lives here. You hear that, everybody? A whore lives here. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Anyway, so what's <laughs> what's think about other things we like that aren't our dream of genie? Um, let's see, uh, Goodfellas. I like Casino better than Goodfellas. Definitely, definitely. I know there's a good argument to be had there. There is, but I, I enjoy Casino way more than Goodfellas. In some respects I do, in some respects I, I do enjoy Goodfellas because it's, I mean, they're both based off of true stories, but Goodfellas is a lot more based off of a true story than Goodfellas or Casino is. Yeah. But, I mean, they, 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 they still follow a, a very close timeline that is actually true. I just I just find Casino, uh, I think it's better, like, the way it's made. I yeah. think it's more interesting to watch. Goodfellas is better the first time Yeah. than Casino. Casino, the first time, I was like, eh. I liked it, but the second time I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I like this a lot more than I thought I did. Goodfellas was like, I remember this, and then this, and then this scene. And I was like, that was the exact same movie I remember the first time. I didn't get more out of the second time. And yeah, the third and the fourth and fifth and all that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, the cinematography is so much better in, in Casino. Casino, oh my God, it's amazing. Even just the simple thing where he's like, and then the eye in the sky watches it, and this camera's moving around, you know? It's like the pit bus is refer- like is going through all the, like, the levels of who watching who, and that's great. I mean, like, just the fact of, like, when, um, when you know, when he's out in the desert and, and Pesci's coming down, and you see him, you know, yeah. cross through one, uh, yeah, sunglass into the There's other sunglass. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, I mean, Goodfellas only has that Coca Cabana scene where they go down, and it's like all one shot. That's all it has to speak for for cinematography, really. 
Yeah, honestly, like you guys, you guys never leave. It's like what? Yeah. What? They 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 live in the hallway of the kitchen. A, this <laughs> and you bring that over a table and they, yeah. And that's what it's do you really, do? It, it's one of the um, best movies. I'm not saying it's not one of the best movies. I'm just, I prefer Casino. Yeah, I just prefer it. But that's all. You, 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 you motherfucker! You. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you get to see Joe Pesci grab Sharon Stone's head and go. <clears throat> right in his lap. <laughs> it's great. I know. <laughs> in a trailer, in a dirty trailer in the <laughs> desert. <laughs> oh, makes me laugh. Oh, she, dude, she was used and abused, and then, uh, blue, yeah, blue, yep. And then, uh, James Woods is her like her pimp, Lester. <laughs> 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 they beat the shit out of him in his car. <laughs> I love it. Oh, James was a great on that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so the way the the, oh, sorry. the way he yeah you know, the way he walks out of the diner, he's like, yeah, right. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he gives him the money. <laughs> you can leave the money. You can leave the uh, a couple. So many great lines in that. Yeah, like I, I mean, I love when he he pulls out his own wallet. He goes, here, take mine too. Here, in, in case you didn't take it all. Here you go. <laughs> So demoralizing. De Niro does that like, lean forward on the table like he's, he wants to hit him so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so that's a fun mo- So let's talk about I Dream of Jeannie. Okay, yeah, let's get back to this. So remember that scene where he was m- married to her? <sighs> yeah, when she was a famous movie star and could never kiss her. Remember that scene in Casino where he squeezed the eyeball out of the guy's head? <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh, the vice, thing, vice clamp and then... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. You made me... Frankie fucking G? You made me squeeze your eyeball out of your fucking head for Frankie fucking G? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do you remember that scene in I Dream of Jeannie? When he was playing the piano and then he went down below to the German lady? What was that all about? And, and she got mad at him. Yeah, because he was just the husband. <laughs> Remember that scene in Casino where she starts going crazy looking for the jewels and stuff, and then they have to like race to the bank? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. That was great. That was a good scene. And she goes crazy in the front lawn and starts hitting the stuff with her car. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, do you remember that scene in I Dream of Jeannie? Where the Jeannie came out and... He has yeah. explain, explain the politics of being a genie. Uh yeah. But Casino where he's like gets in the car and it blows up and it's got the oh, it's got the horn music and then you know, he flies into the flames and then they do it in the end too and he survived because there's a panel below his seat in that car. And some, he for jumps some out. Reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you remember in I Dream of Genie when he like uh, had money, and he immediately turned into a dickhead. And he was nice about. It. He's like, here, here's some money. And the guy's like, oh, you dick. Yeah. Like, what the fuck. But yo, do you remember in Casino when? Um, oh. Yeah. When like he just like he kept on wanting more money and more money, and more money, and more money, just to lose it. And he just, he's like, he's like, here, this is for you. He started throwing his blackjack cards in the dealer's face. <laughs> you can take this and go fuck yourself with it. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's right when he finds out he gets blacklisted. I can't imagine why. <laughs> and he beats Don Rickles with the phone. Yeah. Uh, do you remember that scene in I Dream of Genie where he becomes a genie at the end? Because uh, why again? Because he why? didn't like his life. Remember that scene in casino? That scene in casino where Joe Pesci and his brother get taken out in the woods and get beaten by baseball bats and tidy Frankie, ways. Frankie, no, Frankie, Frankie, no. <laughs> they make him watch and they dump his fat body in the grave. Ew. Hey, hey, uh, yeah, his naked body with with, with his tidy whities on. Do you remember that scene in I Dream of Jeannie when he talks about how much money he makes? And he gets screwed up in the promotion. Which I saw coming. Yeah. You know what I didn't see coming was was Ace getting so pissed off about all those blueberries. 
<laughs> They're not evenly distributed. And the guy sits there and stares at him, and he's like, you want me to do that? That would, You know how long that will take? That's what he says. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Do it right. <laughs> look how many blue bobbies in your muffin. Look at, my, look at mine. <laughs> and he gets up and walks to the kitchen. Right away. I know. <laughs> Remember that scene in Casino where they're sitting there talking, and then the Joe Pesci's plane lands in the golf course? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so much good. fun. It's so fun. Um, the, the worst uh, timing ever is, yeah, could, yeah because it's talking it to like, the feds. Yeah, it was, it was like the gaming commission was there talking to him, and the feds landed. Right next door. Oh yeah, that's that's what I meant. He ran out of fuel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I meant. Like, oh, look, uh, there they go. Wow, shit. Yeah. That's that's bad timing. <laughs> Do you remember that time in I Dream of Jeannie where uh, George was married to that girl, and he went to go give her a drink. And he's wearing like Roy Orbison sunglasses. Why do you keep that, doing that? Someone else gives her a drink, and then she goes and bangs him, and he watches. Oh, it's the guy that got the promotion. Yeah. yeah. Why is he part of the fantasy? Well, because he, he's always better than him. That's just a strange thing to put in your fantasy where you can change whatever you want. He's a completely different person. Was the fat guy banging her or not? Uh, I don't it, know. In real you life. know what fat guy banged her <laughs> was? Joe Pesci. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I, I fucked up, Frankie. Uh, I fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> fucked up big time. <laughs> oh God! Oh. Uh, yeah. I really fucked up with this broad. <laughs> Ernie, my favorite scene of Joe Pesci ever is when she starts going crazy on him at the club and starts throwing her shit at him. And he just sits there and goes, "Yep, yeah, yeah, okay, drive safe." <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Goodbye. Yeah. All right. All right. So, all right. All right. Yeah, like he wants to just fucking do something, but he's also like, all right. Yeah. All right. You're a crazy bitch. <laughs> just face. keep going. <laughs> it makes me laugh so fucking hard every time I see it. <laughs> uh, I love that goddamn movie. Do you remember that scene in I Dream of Jeannie when um, he, he tried to give money, like the full whatever $1.5 million to the school booster? And the booster mm. got mad because he didn't want the whole lump sum. He wanted everyone else to contribute because it would take away their honor of contributing. So he refused the full amount, which would never fucking happen in real life. Never. So instead he gave the check back. Yeah, just send the 200000 when you get it, okay? You sound like Dennis Miller. <laughs> oh, okay, babe. You know, you know, just just send the shipping it back in the in in the mail just to be up there. You do. You sound like you you giving me money like people of Pompeii. Okay, I don't want that, babe. It's like what? <laughs> Did, <Yeah>. What? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all. Throw one a historical reference right here, babe. Okay. <laughs> uh, he had oh, the man. he had the best intro to his show though. I love that. Everybody wants, wants to, to rule, rule the world. world. Yeah. That's a fun show. <laughs> uh, Dude, Dennis Miller Live was great. I didn't yeah. understand a word he said. <laughs> I was supposed to go to, I wanted to go to a Dennis Miller stand-up show in like 96, 97, something like that. But I couldn't go because my grades weren't high enough. Because I think my parents just couldn't afford the tickets, so they told me it was my grades. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Like, what, like, what is he really subpar in right now that we can punish him for? Well, was, he didn't ace everything. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, remember when Ace? Was, <laughs> remember when he was like uh, doing his variety show? What the fuck was that? A- <laughs> that was Ace terrible. is high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was terrible. You know, because when you're a mobster trying to keep a low profile, <laughs> yeah. let me go on TV. That's why they're so juggle. mad. At him. Yeah, <laughs> motherfuckers juggling. You know, piss people Kansas City are. Yeah, um, I like when they showed that they're bugging him because it was like people in Kansas City, and the guy was talking to a, his mom really loud about what's going on. And he has a heart attack when he gets arrested. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, "Mom, we're doing mobster shit. Back the fuck off, mom. I'm sorry. 
And he keeps apologizing every time he swore. I'm s- yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time he would say something, like, Mom, Mom I'm sorry for lo- uh, yeah, sorry for my language, really, but but the fucking killing me over here. I'm sorry. There's yeah. <laughs> mm. a lot of this, a lot of hand action. Mm. Remember that scene in I Dream of Jeannie when he was borderline fucking his dog? I think he might have been in a relationship with his dog. How many goddamn different dogs were named the same? What was his name? Al- Aluicious? No. I don't know. Uh, you know why I don't know? Because I didn't watch the main times casino. I know. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yep, yep. Um, well, yeah. Speaking of, um, speaking of, after what what he got at the end, I got that right here. I think I'd still be me, George P. Hanley. Vocation jerk. What's the quotation? Man at. Sometime are masters of their fates. The fault, dear Attila, Attila, is not in our stars, but in ourselves. Ourselves. Yeah. Remember in Goodfellas when he killed that guy with a pen, and then that same guy is the one that kills him in Casino. Oh shit! You're right. It is. Yeah. I never Remember? put that together. Yeah. Right. yeah. <sighs> well, that's because, of course, of course, Scorsese loves, like, recycling. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. He loves recycling uh, characters. Or, I mean, actors. You know, Scorsese movie's not very popular, but I love it, is Shutter Island. Uh, you know what? I, I've, I know I've seen it. I just can't. I couldn't quote any of it if I needed to. But I know I've seen it. It's a good movie. I like it. Leonardo DiCaprio's in it, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I I like uh I, I like still I still understand the ending of that. I I'm so lost with that movie. I I I remember it somewhat. I I remember it enough to know that I didn't understand the ending at all. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Should I spoil it right now for anybody who hasn't seen it? Uh, dude, it's been ten years or something. It has. Like I mean, <laughs> it's been. Ahead. It's been 13 years, I think. I saw that in the movie theater like a dozen times. Wasn't he a detective, right? Yes and no. So okay. that that goes in the spoiler mode. Yeah, no. Can, <laughs> yeah, explain- Shadow Island, just fast forward a minute. Go. He, he's, uh, I'm waiting for people to hit fast forward. Okay. So he's a detective and he's there with Mark Ruffalo's partner. Uh, ends up being like his wife killed her children, their, their children. And he went crazy. It's why he's in the mental institution. And uh, they're let, letting him, like, fulfill this f- fantasy he has of being a detective and trying to f- figure out who killed his wife and all this sort of stuff and, like, where this girl is missing on this island. So they're like, all right, we'll let you do it. Just see if this works. Because nothing else we're doing is working. It's the f- last step we have before we do a lobotomy. <laughs> and um, so eventually he gets to the point where, like, nothing's making sense. And he's, like, starting to re- kind of reveal to him that he's, you know, crazy. So at the end, he like chooses to. You th- the the audience is supposed to think like, oh, he's still in this thing, but really he's submitting to their will and being like, I'd rather. He's his quote is, I'd rather uh, live a villain than, no, I rather I forget what the fuck it is. He basically he he wants he rather get a lobotomy and forget everything than live it with the guilt that he because he killed the wife after she killed the kids, he shot uh, her in the stomach. Right, right. Um, he's like, I'd rather die, you know. Then live like this, basically, is what he says. Just he kind of he yeah he he winks at Mark Ruffalo and he goes back into the character, but he's really just faking at that point, just so they'll oh, do a lobotomy. Shit. I totally for I totally missed the yeah. wink. Yeah, and he, and he uh, that's what that's the ending. I I just love I love that movie. I really do. It's it's I could also see someone going, eh, it's overrated. I get that too. It's one of those movies where I know I, I personally like it more than I should probably. Well. If you go into it knowing what you're, what you're, you should be expect like, well, not expecting, but if you go into it with the mindset of what Scorsese hopefully is is conveying to you, but if you go into there into it with the mindset of you have no idea what the hell is going on, and you don't know any backstory to it whatsoever, then I I, I can understand why you wouldn't like it. But I I I, I remember liking it. I just yeah. re- I just remember being really really fucking confused. 
people when movies have twist endings and stuff like that, they kind of go, eh, you know, it was not great. But I'm like, I don't focus on the ending at all. It was the I journey. Like, uh, it's the journey. It's if you just focus on the ending and that's all you think about, like any all anyone talks about with the sixth sense is the fucking ending. Which and which you watch sucks. the movie. Which and I don't like the movie that much. I like it, but I'm like, eh. The ending is what made the movie in that case, but Shutter Island isn't the ending. And I just like watching the movie. Almost well, the ending I don't need, really. Well, I mean, every M. Night Shyamalan movie is all about what the ending is going to reveal to you. Yeah. And that's all it is. Like, everything else is just a farce. Glass is so fucking boring. Thank and you. What the fuck was that fuck. movie? A continuation of a really all awful movie. I like I like Unbreakable. I don't I don't I don't. I think it's just dumb. So dumb. I like Unbreakable. You I don't it. like. It's don't dumb. Like, you know, that movie was great. At they his, have three out now, dude. Three. The third one came out. The continuation of Glass. No, Glass is the third one. Well, Split whatever. Is the second one. Yeah. Who is it? Split. Your split's the second one. Oh, that's I, the one that's I don't like, care because I okay. don't care. <laughs> I know yeah, there's. I, I I know there's three really bad, stupid, fuck movies that. Well, no, there's more than three, but there's three of a trilogy of a bad movie that he's done. Bad movies that he's done. Yeah. You should watch the visit if you haven't. If only for you get to see a grown an elderly man. Rub a dirty diaper in a young child's face, and it's hilarious. Oh, wow. I don't want to see that. <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> oh, God. Do you, remember, um, do you remember Genie at the end when he had a diaper on for the old bum? And and the dog was a Genie, too. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Mr. George P. Hanley, former vocation, jerk. Present vocation, genie. George P. Hanley, a most ordinary man whom life treated without deference, honor, or success. But a man wise enough to decide on a most extraordinary wish that makes him the contented, permanent master of his own altruistic Twilight Zone. The guy had like a okay life, and he decided to give it all up to be a fucking genie. Well, with the bills that I got to pay and all that, I'd rather be a genie. Um, let me do my 2019 Twitter Zone episode titles or descriptions, rather. Right. By the way, uh, that, that episode sucked, by the way. I don't even want to give a rating on it. Do you? Um, I'd, I'll give you some numbers if you want. Okay. Because George makes $98.50 a week. And... Let me tell you, Frank, that is 131.3 repeating calls from Ohio to St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> That's an old reference right there. <laughs> Great callback, dude. Awesome callback. Anytime they give out numbers, a dollar amount, I have to. I have to convert that to phone calls to St. Louis. That's awesome. Strictly from Ohio, though. Only from Ohio. It works. Yeah. That's all I can do. Yep. That's awesome. Um, so, uh, 2019 Twitter Zone spin on old classic episodes. Here we go. 109, perchance to dream. A man fights to stay awake as he explains to his psychiatrist that if he falls asleep, it will trigger his heart to fail. His nightmare is being attacked by all the victims of his sexual harassment. The man jumps to his death instead of facing his accusers. Since he was accused, he is therefore guilty, so it is justified. There we go. <laughs> Accusing means guilty now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Guilty until proven innocent. That is 2019. Yep. So, 117, the fever. A middle-aged man doesn't catch the gambling fever as he bets on DraftKings. Each week, he can change his own lineup and not get stuck in a season-long commitment. He hits it rich and gets blown into affinity. Not every episode could be about social commentary. Sometimes the bills just need to get paid. I love DraftKings. The DraftKings commercial. I, I, dude, I play it every, every week. I love it. Uh, 134, The After Hours. A woman shopping at a department store is treated like shit until she stumbles into floor 13, where she's turned into a womanikin. Now that she is lifeless, she can't stop the sexual advances of every male shopper, so the men love her. 
you know, uh, kudos on getting Woo Mannequin out of your mouth. <laughs> right? <laughs> I had, I had to st- that was pause a, there. I mean, you look like you, you, that was, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have been able to do it. So, you know, bravo and I kudos. Had, I took a, I took a beat before I, I was like, yeah, I can't do this flowing into it. I had to, <laughs> And say it, then go but back you, in. Dude, you, you got through Nailed it better it. than I would have. <laughs> Once I bumped up the font from the last episode, I, I can read so much better. Because the last font, I was like, I was fucking up too much. Anyway, uh, one of my favorite episodes, 225, The Silence. You're going to notice the theme here. Uh, a rich and powerful white man is accused of sexual harassment. He makes all of his employees cut out their tongues so they cannot testify against him in court. Due to the man's enormous wealth and his whiteness, he gets away with it. The silence is a gripping courtroom drama that would leave you angry at the justice system. Yep. <laughs> he has enormous whiteness. His enormous whiteness. I love that. <laughs> Episode 412, I Dream of Genie. <sighs> a white man finds a genie's lamp and fantasizes what he could spend his three wishes on until he realizes he is a white man and is already winning at life. So instead, he does the one dick move a white man has left. Takes a genie's job away from him. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Uh, So true. It's great being white. (laughs) It's amazing, right? Isn't it great? Yeah. I mean, you know, I feel bad for other people that aren't, but I I didn't choose to be this way. I just got lucky. No. My white mom fucked my white dad. That's pretty much how that happened. Yeah, and and we ended up in the greatest country in the world. Well, depending on how you want to look at it, but hey, <laughs> yeah. it could be better. It could be a lot worse. <laughs> oh yeah, it could be a lot lot worse. Oh yeah, I have all the freedom in the world. Honestly. Oh, um, in this episode, he fantasizes about what his three wishes could be, even though he only has one. But he first falls in love with the girl. And she fucks some other dude, the guy he works with. Makes her sense. And, th- and then he fantasizes about having money, and he can't give the money away and can't do anything with it. Instead of giving the money to that kid who has no, who's an orphan and sells papers, he tries to give it to his alder mater, and they won't accept it for some reason. And that, that fantasy is over then. And then the third fantasy, he has power, and he becomes a president, and he's making he's doing a really fucking good job until he starts to cry when they start talking about like, aliens invading because it's Twilight Zone, so you have to bring up aliens. Mm-hmm. And he starts crying and like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? <laughs> and he wakes up after that one and fucks his dog some more. And then he decides his ultimate wish is to become the genie because that's, that's how fucking lonely he is. Yeah, I, I didn't. I never understood why he. They went through three scenarios when the genie specifically said you get one. Exactly. I didn't even hear that until you just replayed it. I thought he had three. No. Yeah. It's. I mean, like, I don't. I mean, I'm Hitler. I'm Hitler. Of course. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> so. Yeah. I watched an interview after the episode uh, on the Blu-rays with right. uh, the the writer John Furrier Jr. And he was adorable, this adorable old man. And he's sitting there, he's like, everyone that, like idolized Rod, and Rod was so cool. And he's like, Rod read my intro like verbatim, and I wanted to thank him, and I never, I never got the chance. And he's just like, he, he has a quote here that I really want to read, especially following what I just read from my 2019 Twitter Zone episodes. See if this quote is, is I think he nailed it, this quote. The guy seems like a really smart guy. Um, but you'll hear this and you'll go, oh, they did not do this in 2019, uh, Twilight Zone. So his quote is, he's talking about why people still love the show even now. I don't know when this interview was. doesn't really matter. Still, still applies today. He says, it doesn't date because the themes of the show are universal. They don't depend on the currency of some immediate contemporary events. That was the quote. And I go, holy shit, that is gone. It's perfect. That is exactly what we bitched about all last season. That yeah. is perfect. He summed it. He wasn't even make that twilight, 2019 version didn't even exist yet. He's just saying that. And that the new version is just completely focused on immediate contemporary events. That's all it does. Yeah, but now. For the most part. But, but now the writer is with Rod in the Twilight Zone learning how to really do it. I hope. That's what. I, I mean, fucking hope so. I mean, if Peel basically trolled the shit out of everybody for an entire season. Uh, I'll, I'll applaud him for going that to that lengths, honestly. 
I, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I can't imagine. <laughs> we'll see. It it makes uh, sense, dude. In a way, but in a way it doesn't. But in a way it does. Yeah, I I don't know. We'll we'll find out. After thinking about it more, it's like you know, every other reiteration sucked because of certain reasons. He's gonna it, he's gonna make it suck for it, it, the exact reason why everybody else did, and then at the end he's going to, you know, basically leave it open to be taught how to really do it by the man himself. Even if I, even if all I get out of two full seasons of a show, let's just say the next season's just like the first, if all I get out of it is those first two episodes, Nightmare and a Comedian, that's all I get out of it. I'm fine with that. It's just... Because I, I really, really enjoy those episodes. I could watch those again and again. I really like the Blue Scorpion, too. I was going to say, there's some other ones that are a little lesser in my mind that but I really at, enjoy still. Blue Scorpion they, is one of them. Yeah, at least they weren't smacking in the face with what they were trying yeah. to say. Blue Scorpion and that last episode, which is the uh, uh, Shadow Man. Uh, yes. Blurry, blurry Man. Blurry, blurry man. man. Blurry Man, yeah. Um, those two are fine. I didn't mind those. If if they're like the fucking president, kid president one and then the, the goddamn... Immigration one, Black I can't Lives fucking Matter do it. One. <laughs> that one at least had some interesting parts until it got to just Black Lives Matter. Like at yeah. least there's something. It just the episode didn't work. It just the, get, uh, fucking the ending was so nailed. insane. Like I'm yeah, like, what am I looking at? Uh, oh, I, you had a question. I was like, oh, this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like We're, I, I didn't, I didn't need the reveal. I already knew where you're going. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's just too... Un- anyway, so I love that quote by that guy. It, and it was a quick little, like, nine-minute interview with him. Just kind of talk about, you know, how he came up with some stuff and how many endings he came up with, and he eventually settled on that one. Uh, I don't know if it worked, but I think it's whatever. the only... It is the only Twilight Zone he wrote, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, I well, he introduced him as the first one. I don't know if he did any more after that. I, I can't imagine... I don't remember ever hearing this name before. Be honest. No. Let's find out. So overall thoughts. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, a, t- a two. As far as like a, <laughs> like a rating goes. Wow, that's harsh. It's terrible. It's the only episode he did, by the way. Okay, He's been dead so. for dead for a decade now. Oh, good God. Uh, the episode was terrible, man. It was just like I felt, I felt. I have narcolepsy anyway, but like I didn't even get through the first ten seconds of it. That's <laughs> like all right. That's not the episode of that fo- that point. I no, didn't hate it. Fault. I I I kind of liked it. Parts of it, I liked the. It's one of those ones where the comedy kind of worked because it wasn't played as a straight comedy. I liked that part of it. It wasn't going like, bloop. I had those stupid little musical cues when he does the comedy, you know? Uh, so it was one of the better comedies. It wasn't f- entirely focused on the comedic as- aspects of it, though, which is good. I would say the biggest tour of the of the entire Twilight Zone run was this chick. Biggest, oh, just biggest, like, uh, outgoing, I am a whore, and I will let everybody just... Whore yeah. me up. They basically threw a present at her and then tied a bow around their dick and then fed her that. And she's like, <laughs> and then there's another slut below the piano who says she's not legal enough to drink, but she's clearly like in her late 30s. Yeah, and she has an accent until he's married and then her accent disappears. Yeah. Once she, once she t- well, not that he's married, it's just that he's a nobody. Yeah. Thanks for wasting my time. Her like, you brought me down here. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. What is that? It's his fantasies fall apart because he has these ridiculous notions about everybody and everything. He 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 really is a victim of his own shitty brain. He hates and himself. He hates he hates himself, himself for himself. no reason. Yeah. I don't. He seems like a fine guy. He gets passed over in a promotion. That's the least. That's the most of his worries. Is that his his like buddy buddy friend is or his friend is buddy buddy with the the boss and that's the reason he got chosen like they're golf buddies or something who fucking cares, yeah. 
Like, that's the way of the world, dude. Sorry. It's not going to work out. Like, you're not going to get this promotion. doesn't mean it's a fucking, like, turn into an immortal being that lives in a fucking lamp. That's just bizarre. He's like, yeah, you know, this this didn't work out, so I'm going to be, like, a hobo's, like, best, like, day. No. This ending would make more sense with uh, uh, Duvall, Robert Duvall's character in that miniature episode. Like, his life is, he's got, like, severe mental issues. His life is going to suck. He'd be better off as a genie. Like, this guy seems like he's fine. He seems like a really sweet dude. He's a great dog. He's a dog person. Yeah. yeah, he's a dog person. He's, he's a lonely cat lady, but he's a he's a lonely dog guy. That's all. S- some of us are like, like that. <laughs> so, he's fine, though. He doesn't need to be a genie. It's, it's a bizarre ending that... It's, it's a fun ending. I get it. I, I, it's like a wink at the audience. Like, yeah, hey, I'm a genie. You didn't see that coming. Because why would you? No, because there was no context <laughs> to it at all. It made no. no sense. What You didn't see him ever converse with the genie in the first damn place. And what happened to the other genie? I mean, there's one lamp. He I, must. It's like Highlander. He must have killed that genie. <laughs> I don't or, know. <laughs> or he set that genie free, and now that genie can go gamble and drink. Yeah, that he's gonna go fuck Ann. No, he's gonna go, you know, take out a hit for for <laughs> for some fucking family that he used to work for. Or he ends up being dead for four hundred years. <laughs> he reverted back to his old life and died. Uh, yeah, right. Who knows? But I'm I'm amazed his wish wasn't used to turn his dog into a real woman and he fucks her. And who brings the dog with him? And how do they how do they I mean, how do they both fit in the lamp? And why is it a lamp? It looks like a gravy boat. It's clearly a gravy boat. I don't get clearly. the lamp thing. What? Why a lamp? What makes that a lamp? A lamp is a light, isn't it? Well, even in like Aladdin, it's not really a lamp. It That's looks what I mean. Like that. But they still I call it a lamp. Yeah, I don't. I don't I get don't know. the. I don't get the reference. The ancient lamp reference. I don't get it. It looks like it would store the oil for you to pour into the lamp. If anything. Yeah. I mean, I guess. It it does look like it's a... It just looks like... Yeah, but it... It's it just a gravy boat. I just watched Annabelle, the new Annabelle Comes Home movie. And the whole time I'm focused, they're in this room with like all their spooky stuff where Annabelle lives. And there's a gravy boat in the back on a shelf full of their haunted stuff. I'm like, what fucking demon took over a gravy boat? Well, it's all I could focus on. I'm like waiting for the it to do something. The whole movie and it never did, and it drove me nuts. I finally get to see it here, and it's very lackluster. Dude, I, I mean, I just used a gravy boat two days ago, and it looks just like that. It just doesn't have the top. Yeah, it's yeah. a gravy boat. Something my family would never use because they're not fancy like that. I wouldn't say I'm fancy. It's just I don't know what else you you put the gravy in. People put gravy in the pots. You set the pot on the table, or you well, pour it into a bowl. Yeah, well, yeah, we use the pot, but then she pours it into the gravy boat. Yeah, that's 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 a fancy thing. That's an extra step, an extra dish you have to wash. I I'm not saying I like I like the gravy boat. I'm just saying I I've never seen one in my life, like at my own home or in oh, any of my right, family. Right. I've seen it at like like you go know, to someone's house and they're like, Dude, I'm like, what the fuck is that contraption? <laughs> like, I married a good girl. I'm looking at it like they have like a hologram room. I'm like, how oh, the fuck did you get? What kind of rich people? What the fuck? Like I'm, I'm not handling it well. It, I mean, it's not like I I eat more. I, I mean, I I don't use more than a a fork, a spoon, and a knife <laughs> at my table. Each no, one. I don't need. I don't use that much gravy. I guess I'm not just sitting there like pouring it on everything. Like we got the meats well, over see, here. Well, see, that's the difference. Missy puts it on everything. Everything, dude. A steak. I've never seen anybody use brown gravy on a steak before. But whatever, whatever she likes. Me, I'm I'm an A1 sauce kind of guy myself. Yeah, but I didn't have A1 sauce till I was in my 30s. Why? Oh my god, I'm so sorry for you. I'm telling you, my family just bare minimum, bare minimum. Nothing. They use the steak. Ew. My family does nothing. They're the bare minimum, like. Do they use salt? I'm, I don't think she did. <laughs> but it would go from the from the the stove to a plate. 
and you just eat it. And here you go. This will keep you alive for another day or so. Yeah, so it was basically like we were in the zombie apocalypse, and it was like, <laughs> here's a can of, and it was Fuck. like, crank this thing open and eat by a lamp, like a genie lamp, and uh, like if you clank the side of the, the tin aluminum can too hard, you'd be like, oh. See, I'm okay. going to guess your mother never brought home some real broccoli and steamed it, did she? You got broccoli in a can. No, we got broccoli, frozen broccoli. Oh, God. oh, God. I don't remember them ever having broccoli, though. It was always like green beans. Green oh. beans and corn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, you know, Missy, you know, she'll, she'll get a whole you know, head of broccoli and she'll steam the shit. I'll do that now as an adult, but it took me so long to learn about this shit. Like, I didn't have an avocado until I was way old. Fuck that. I still refuse. <laughs> Fuck avocado. Like, dip. Avocados yeah. are great. Fuck that. Yeah, oh but you God. live out in Phoenix. That's kind of, you know, you, you can't avoid it. <laughs> He just had to give in one day, like, fuck it, fine. <laughs> Why are avocados the most expensive fucking thing in the in the grocery section? Are they? It's like, if you get the big ones and they're not in season, it's like two fifty for a fucking avocado sometimes. Well, the not in season part, I think, it is makes them, yeah. I, who, why are there seasons now for vegetables? They're grown in fucking, like, warehouses. <laughs> Or Central America. If you get like those, but like the most of our produce now, if it's off season, it's not going to be made like down South America. They're going to transfer it up. Like the, yes, they, they, they can, they can grow it anywhere now. Where do you, you think don't have bananas to. come from? They don't have to though. That's what it, I'm saying. Yes, they do. We we still have winters here, you loon. <laughs> they can grow them inside. I guess, but they. they Oh, then they cost they a lot more. They do it more. all the time. They cost a lot more if you do it that way. Uh, so whatever. So. Moving on. <laughs> so remember that scene in Casino where um, <laughs> she, she, where they're introducing Ginger and she throws all the chips up in the air after that guy she yeah. doesn't tip no, her enough? Nobody would ever do that. Uh, yeah. No. Well, that's why he's like, she's a free spirit. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, Wherever right. she went, people loved her. I mean, I, I guess if you're so fucking high on coke, I suppose. Yeah. She's basically he's basically saying she's a prostitute in the beginning. She was. <laughs> I know, but he's like She was the I'm, prostitute the whole time because he was paying her in jewels. That's what I'm saying. She but he's like, Oh, I loved her. Everyone loved her. I'm like, everyone loved her because they could fuck her for money. <laughs> like that's why everyone loved her. That's yeah. why she died in it like Courtney Love. <laughs> it's like fucking strung out in a hallway, just walking and then falls. That's yep. how she fucking died. Oh, I mean, not Courtney Love. I was gonna say yet. Courtney Love's still alive somehow. I know. No, it's Courtney Love and uh, I just see Courtney Love in that role. Yeah, like her and uh, People versus Larry Flint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shit like that. Yeah, Great, like horrible tits. Goddamn, worst tits I ever seen in my life. I saw that movie with my mom. That we had rented to be it. Awkward. And I'm sitting there like, oh, this is awkward. And it wasn't awkward that bad until Courtney Love got naked, and I was like, oh no. Yeah, no. it was. It's not sexy. You know how bad tits have got to be. A woman's got to be for a how old was I? Twelve. For a twelve-year-old not to want to see them. Well, they got to be. Ugh. That's how bad Courtney Love is. I was like, oh no, can I see Woody Harrelson naked instead? It's like no Damn. wonder Kurt took himself out. I could have masturbated the Kathy Bates standing up naked in the hot tub and about Schmidt. Oh, over, God. Over oh, all right. Corny Love. Can we end this now? Thank you for that visual. Frank's got to go jerk off again. I know. <laughs> oh, that was the last episode. Sorry. That was last last week <laughs> as you were hearing this. So. Uh, um, every time I hear her name, I got to go take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy Bates. Oh, my stomach's rumbling. <laughs> Why? I, I don't know. Uh, she's literally my favorite actress. Misery was amazing. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. I made it up. I don't have to poo. Okay. <laughs> so her tits in About Schmidt. Okay. Can we or, stop? Oh, stop, I'm sorry. Sorry. Stop, sorry. Stop, um, stop, stop. Frank's getting a hard on. I, I don't need. No. It's like Roseanne naked. So Roseanne was naked. Was she? And uh, no. <laughs> I was gonna say like I, I'm glad I missed that. <laughs> Unfortunately, I wasn't. Unfor I wasn't fortunate enough to miss the Kathy Bates naked scene. But 
There, there's got to be one of those celebrity sites, those fake celebrities where they put their face on a porn star. There's got to be one where they have like a fat lady and someone put Roseanne over her. There's got to be. Sure, yeah. Roseanne. And I will find you one, my friend. Roseanne. I'll and, do that for you. I want to see a Roseanne and Tom Arnold sex tape. That's got to be hysterical. Tom Arnold making great jokes and Roseanne making bad ones. Question. Do you want a modern day in their 60s version or do you want like a 1989 coked out, both of them coked out of their goddamn mind sex tape? 1989. Okay. See, I'm the, I'm the other way. See, because Tom Arnold was actually funnier than her, but for some reason she was so much, so much wealthier than he is. <laughs> and, and he got so much shit for like riding her coattails. And which, I don't get it. Cause which I, I think he backed up everything that he did. Yeah. And he admits to it too. He's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, he was a butcher in fucking Iowa before this. Yeah. So I don't blame <laughs> he, him. He worked for like Hormel in Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> he, he he was the guy that shot the the fucking cows in the head with the fucking gun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you know what? I, I don't care if he rode the coattails to get the fuck out of that mess. Go- I don't want to call those coattails either. Those are hers or something different. I like Roseanne. I like the show Roseanne. Her, her roast beef fucking. Oh, never mind. Moving on. Yeah, she's got the meats down there. Uh, oh, she's, it's, it's something. It, dude, it's Arby's down there. Definitely. Delicious. They, so Roseanne's got the meats. <laughs> you want to do the outros? You want to do your plugs? Uh, RedDragonsRadio.com, buddy. It's easy. LAWstudios.com. Patreon.com slash Lurting in Wonderland Studios. Thank you to the Indie, Indie Sports Car Podcast and Raiders of the Lost Flicks. Go check them out. Both of them. Both. Both. You, you um... Are you doing that show with them still? That's a different one. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Until next time. In the meantime, I'm... F- oh. What's next week, Frank? Uh, do you have... No. Do you have the Rod video? didn't do it. Rod didn't do oh. it. Oh. New exhibits next week. One of my favorite episodes of season four. So. Cool. Cool. It's it's not great. I'm saying that right now. Compa- it's, it's just interesting. Comparatively to all the other ones, it's actually bearable. There's... No other episode like it. It's bizarre. <laughs> yep, yep. But it, it's is an hour long one. It's fine. I like haven't seen it in so long. I'm actually looking forward to it. Yeah, every once like every other year they play it in the uh, marathon. Yeah, it's like that and Putter's Devil and uh, the the Tink 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 to Tink Tink to Tink that yeah. that one too. That's the only like three that I've ever seen. Yeah, that, that are hour long. Yeah, but they'll play of late. I think of Cliffordville, which is also yeah. the one after that. Which yeah, is fun, but it's been done like six times in the show. I know it's like, hope, yeah. I mean, but that really. one's got the devil, a female devil, which is rare. Yeah, it's very weird, but whatever. So until next time. In the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. My friend, thanks. So long, citizen. So long, Anne. You bitch. Yeah, I mean, who names himself after a letter? The letter N? Yeah, L M N O P. I'm gonna take several days to figure this one out. N O P E, Frank. Nope.